It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome back. Time again for another Aya Trek Watch. Uh, John Suntress here. Franco is here. Machalik is here. Here, uh, I'm doing my uh, my uh, Christopher Pike uh, cosplay from uh, the beginning of Strange New Worlds. Uh-oh, there goes the camera. Uh-oh, <laughs> they're, they're trying to get me. No, let's interrupt. This transmission must continue. Starfleet, can you hear me? Did you? <laughs> how did, a brand new camera, man. How did, you, how did you have the budget to do that? Did you I just know. Blow the, like, it's like the budget for that's I'm all of Picard all season these, three budget right there. I'm pulling Lucas out all film. the special effects. Absolutely, man. That was awesome. <laughs> Can you hear me, Enterprise? <laughs> that's uh, the beginning of uh, Balance of Terror, the um, the first Romulan uh, episode. Um, we'll get to Chris Pike and uh, company with Strange New Worlds. We got to start with Picard because let's fucking yeah, <laughs> wipe wipe the stench off of us and move on to positive things. And that's what's great, truly, as I'm sure you guys felt the same way. We're honest. I mean, and it seems like, especially when we were all talking, texting over the weekend and stuff, we like Strange New Worlds. But first, let's talk about the wrap-up of uh, Pickard. Oof. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. It was, it was uh, oof. <laughs> so many butterflies uh, still flying around, despite Rios. Yeah, I picked up all the uh, I picked up all the weapons. That's it for the uh, butterflies. And it's like, uh, no, no. Like, how does uh, Agonis uh, Borgatti, um, like, doesn't her existence, shouldn't that have impacted the Borg in First Contact and subsequently in Next Well, that's, that's not their timeline, remember? Uh, no, that was, a, that was a fan theory that um, I, I thought was a great idea, but they never said that. Um, oh. You know, I mean, and also... When they fix everything and they come back to that point with the, the stargazer, mm. um, Rios isn't there. And, like, how come none of the That's right. Like, uh, where's Captain Rios? What happened to Captain Rios? <laughs> yeah. Don't Jeez. don't ask that question now. Do this. Seven, get in the chair. 
He was he was diddling someone in the past. He was getting ready to diddle someone in the past. There. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. They just just kind of relegated to like, don't ask. Here's a huh? field commission. Not don't only we're making you captain, but uh, it's like give me a break. Good you're lord, the board representative now. Uh, oh, so I like that was card has has been relegated to being like you know chauffeured around in all these starships now. Yes, please. Yeah, driving driving Miss Pickard. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that that was their timeline then. Okay, I was on the impression this whole season that we were watching. Well, all well according to world. time travel rules, I mean the the change happened because they went in the past at this point. Right. So yeah, there's no there's no overlap. So she becomes Borgatti now, not before. Now. Right. She became Borgatti in the past, but all that time she wasn't Borgatti until this point now. Because now they're going forward from here, so she's Borgatti now, but not in the time between, just Borgatti before. If that makes sense, no, God bless you. They yeah, explain yeah. nothing. Yes. And I mean, that's uh, like, again, it's like, well, you kind of set up these rules. I, and and yeah. I said this over the weekend. I forget who I was talking to. Probably, Je- no, it wasn't Johnson. I didn't board, I didn't board poor Jets. Jeff Johnson with my Star Trek BS. But I'm like, I think it might have been Jay Ferber. But um, it's like, you know, they just decided to just change st- certain mm-hmm. stuff, and it's like we've been watching these reruns. If it's Next Generation for thirty-five years, if it's the original series for fifty-five years, and um, and the other thing is, you would saw, you would all these complaints would be wiped away if they finally just said, you know, something just like we have the uh, Kelvin universe. Yeah, this is the Discovery universe. It's a it's a soft reboot like Galactica was. And yep. and then none of us would say anything. It's like right. fine. We'll get to that with Strange New Worlds as well. I mean, as mm-hmm. much as I liked it, there were still little things like I'm like, but did this happen? And did it happen this way? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so it's it really is. Yeah. When they made Borgatti here in the future, right. and then she went back in the past, and Borgatti erased all of Picard's family. Robert, he's no yeah. longer there. So he erased them. So you know, it's Borgatti. That's my answer. Yeah. So the, Dot, Dot wants to know but what what are the changes due to Crystal Ball saying in the uh, Crystal yeah. Balls staying in the past? Well, well, Whoopi's got a new picture on her bar. Mm-hmm. Here's a yep. picture of them. It's a nice Polaroid. It's been there for eons, and Picard and never noticed, noticed it. it. He didn't look at it. No. So no, well, we're not going to do a time travel thing because well, he didn't notice it because Borgatti was here in at this point. Right. <laughs> yeah, why would he never you're notice like, it? Because he header. didn't know who he is. Yeah, and, and does Agnes not exist anymore? Because she was lost back then as a Borg 400 years ago. So then who was the one that they dealt with? Or that never happened. It's like Captain America going back to the past. So you're like, well, what happened to the other Captain America? Do you need, do you need me to explain the whole oh, Borgatti well, thing no, again? Or? No, Endgame, <laughs> Endgame showed you could be uh, in the past as well as, uh, you know, uh, you can exist as you were in the past, but also time travel and two versions of you can exist because we saw it. I mean, he fought himself, a nice yeah. ass, all that stuff. Yeah. In Endgame. Yeah. So so those are the Avenger and Marvel movie rules. I haven't seen Doctor Strange yet. I don't even want to know about what alternate universe. So please, in the chat, do not refer to Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. I, Franco and, and Mitch saw it. Be Feel free to talk to them online. Please don't bother me with Doctor Strange shit. I, the, well, the boys know. You guys know. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, it's again, it's like you've set up certain rules, stick to them, and 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 again, whatever. Um, oh, so Patrick Stewart, um, 
I'm trying to find it. Where is it? Uh, there's a couple articles about Picard. Uh, he, here, his one reg- this is from uh, um, Comic Book Re- Resources, CBR. Patrick Stewart shares his one regret about Picard's second season. One regret. Review <laughs> in uh, the Hollywood Reporter. My only regret is once John Luke revealed those hidden facts about his childhood to us, I almost wish we could immediately put him back on the bridge on the Enterprise to hear and see what this what the impact this revelation had on him. But we couldn't do that. Uh, there are so many emotional complexities in this whole series that we didn't get, get to investigate much in Next Generation. I grew up in a violent home, and over the years, thanks to lots of very expensive American therapy, it's something that I've come to terms with, I think. But the harm that it could do while being comp- compressed and kept out and kept back and not acknowledged, it was very da- dark. I realized this was the same Jean-Luc Picard. Cool. So basically, all that trauma manifested itself in creating his brother and his nephew and all of that. Yes. Where were, as we said last time, yeah, where are Robert? Where's Rene? That Rene. Why couldn't he leave them a note like, hey, watch out for the fire in a couple hundred years? What? Because that would change things. And save his family. Hmm. Again, the whole point of once he put the key back and Q going, ah, you see, that's what this was all about. It's like, well, then let's add a watered-down version of Tapestry oh. to the list of, uh, you know, um, uh, grocery list of, of other Star Treks that this uh, series was trying mm. to emulate. So Star Trek mm. IV, First Contact, Tapestry. Yeah. What, what was, again, so much wasted things. What was the significance? And I don't believe it will be addressed given that there were unanswered questions from season one with the tentacle alien and stuff. Um, what was the significance of having the FBI guy, not Fox Mulder, at mm. the Vulcan encounter? Was, it was did just, that have anything to do with the story? No, just nothing. Just, nothing. just pat padding, just right? Obstac- yeah. as, as I said, obstacles rather than plot points. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, all the, uh, this, these these ten episodes were filled with obstacles that had nothing to do with the major story. The major oh. story should have been told that, in probably no. you know two hours, maybe two three hours. Eight. Ridiculous. Rio, Rio's getting taken by the INS bus had no impact on the show. And again, what happened that was, with that, that butterfly? Whole because all those, all those ice people were. Well, I'm going to disagree because he learned what life was going to be like by staying after, you know, by staying behind. And that's well, why yeah, he and that, and, but again, that I have, should. Have, I have, I have no real answer for that. No, yeah, I was going to say, if you knew, <laughs> if you could go back 200 years from now and you know it's a shithole, why would you want to stay in a shithole? They have really good cigars. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. That's why things passed. Yeah, and good food. That's why things yeah. passed uh, the Deep Space Nine uh, two-parter with uh, Gabriel Bell and mm. the homeless had more impact than this crap tacular fest that uh, took ten episodes. And plus, he has knowledge of the uh, the, the 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 war that's about to start that we're going to see on the other show. Wouldn't you think he would try to do something? Being a Starfleet guy. To save millions of people? No, he died in a bar fight. Yeah. 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 Bullshit. Yeah. But I thought he died as an old guy in a bar fight, not like two weeks after they left. I thought no, they well, said he or grew it's old. Not, it, I mean, yeah, you, you. it sounds like it was years later, but mm. who knows? And then, and then when they left the show with, to save the future, one Renee must live, one Renee must die. I thought they were going to do something about his brother. Or the little grand, uh, the ne- the nephew Renee, who died in the fire. I thought that was going to be like somehow they were going to retcon that, and he saves the little kid. 
but no, they fucked that up. Daniel Lagat has a few comments here. Uh, I guess I heard you last week wondering how newcomers to Trek feel. I'm 42. I was always a Star Wars fan, not a Star Trek fan. Started watching New Trek around Disco Season 2. Always agreed with your assessment of New Trek, but never had the anger about it since I was never it was never a franchise close to my heart. During the pandemic, though, I began a watch through of all the seasons. And then he says, was surprised at how quickly the original series connected with me outside of not having enough episodes about the Klingons, Romulans and too many about Earth's historic time periods. I loved it. Um, yeah, it's a great show. It's, you know, and in fact, when we get to Strange New Worlds, I, uh, I rewatched the Gorn episode uh, from the original series, uh, um, Arena for everybody. First season, great episode, and we'll get to we'll get to Strange New Worlds. But also, you can even point back to Discovery and Captain Lorca having a Gorn skeleton in his office, mm-hmm. and um, you know, Arena. The you know both uh, Kirk and Spock, and and there's no records of the Gorn. The Gorn are just, they keep referring to him as this alien race. And finally, oh, it's, yeah. it's finally when the Metrons show up and put the Gorn captain and Kirk on the planet that he's like this race known as the Gorn, blah, blah, blah. And then you get a personal log from Kirk saying, apparently mm. the Gorn, you know, whatever. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And also, by the way, regarding the two Renes, um, I love how uh, Talon, not Laris, mm. uh, Basically, does a get smart kind of move of, and it wasn't shown on stage, but her just suiting up in the astronaut. Yeah, outfit. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it fits her perfectly. And, I'm assuming, yeah. or like an Austin Powers moment, judo chop. Yeah, and like yeah. you know, knock down yeah. whoever's yeah. Uh, a uniform she took. And also, hey, NASA, fantastic lack of security. Oh no, and I like Good how uh, uh, Sung gets in there and gives her the Mickey. Oh, I've. How did he knock her out with the? A, a, a knockout drops or oh, he's, got, well, he's got magic potions all over the place oh, and he's, he's so. a geneticist and then so don't mind. Ex- well, go ahead no i was gonna say please explain to me the whole con thing at the end so that already happened oh project con. I, well yeah it did and honestly at first i'm like what the hell but i'm seeing screen caps of the file and the date on project con is in the 90s okay. so it almost to me is my assumption was okay. The government at some point assessed the eugenics war and had a report on Khan and, and what they knew about eugenics and the development of Khan and his superhumans. And okay. the fact that soon is cloning. Okay. Now I'm going to kind of delve into this. And of course we've got the enterprise history of the augments and the soon family being involved right. in genetics. I also heard a great, uh, uh, Mike Sussman, former uh, Voyager and Enterprise writer, say that in Enterprise, they wanted it to be. He wanted it to be stated clear that that version of Sun was, um, or Soon, whatever, was a um, was a clone as well, and that all the Soons oh. have been clones. And if they would have just, you know, kind of declared that, it would justify Brent Spiner looking like every. Yeah, Soon. yeah, that's, that's and, clever, you know, actually. And, yeah. and again, as always much better story than what we actually get on screen. So it's like, okay, whatever. But I, I, and also, God damn it. So, you know, um, I forget what not Soji's name was uh, as Soon's daughter. Oh and, yeah. 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 But yeah. as listen, I love Will Wheaton. I, I, or I should say, I love Wesley Crusher. Will Wheaton mm-hmm. kind of grates on me on the ready room. I won't deny it, but good Lord. 
uh, hi, how are you? I used yeah. to be Wesley Crusher. It's like, dude, you're not hosting the ready room. You're supposed yeah. to be acting right now. Okay, one, she doesn't know who or what Wesley Crusher is. Two, he just walks out of the bushes in the middle of a park. Hi, you want to see my weepy, my peepee? Well, I mean, hey, look, in all defense, like in her defense, she was kept in the Sung compound. She never yeah. left. She was raised there. She doesn't know what the real world is like, so she can be easily swayed like that. So I'm going to let that one go. All right. Yeah. All right. And also, you know what? Okay. Well, yeah. And I mean, again, and I think just high on what I used to be known as Wesley Crutcher. It's like, listen, I, you know, I, this, I know this seems weird. I used to be a human, whatever. And now yeah. I'm this. So, yeah. okay, whatever. Yeah, again. but also having said that in her defense, the approach that Wesley takes is like, okay, listen, you can have a normal life or, or you come with me who you don't and know. Die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And probably die. You know what yep. would have been good if they got the actress to play Lal from the show, what, 30 years ago already now? Yeah, but and had know, her come well, back as why couldn't she be the evil scientist? Why did it have to be Spiner? I don't that, know. You're right about that. You're right about that. That would have been interesting. Although, again, like Data kind of created Lal's look. Yeah, but she like put put something in him to he would make her in the future or something like that. So when we write better know. stories than what they give us and they get yes. paid hundreds of thousands, yes. I get really yes. pissed about that. Um, yeah, and and again, you know, as always, mm. the emotion, you know, too many emotional problems. You know, Q, all you need is a hug. It's like, no, Jesus, man, that Good was sad. Lord. That was that was sad for one reason. I thought that Delancey should have had a better exit scene if that's oh, his yeah. character because after all these years, that's what you give him. That's it. That's his death scene. I'm like. Okay. And, and no explanation of no. uh like again, are the entire Q dying? Is he just why is he dying? Right. How does he I mean, other than the snap, how does he know he's dying? Um and and again I point to Voyager in that fantastic Q episode with the other Q <laughs> saying, No, I want to die. Um, so we know it's possible, right? But you know, give us a little more and just give us a better explanation. And also he really felt, I mean, I'm really glad he was part of it. I love watching him act. He always, like, delivers 100%. Mm -hmm. But um, I kind of wish there was more of him in this story, especially yeah. given what the finale was. And really, all we saw was him screwing with uh, Rene Picard and being the fake doctor. But what? what why? What is that motivation? Well, exactly. What was that going to stop? If, or if if like, isn't that counterproductive to what? They were trying to do. And also, again, regarding emotions, mm. uh, I'm sorry. You're doing Bern – Rob Burnett, my buddy, uh, this weekend in his assessment of both Strange New Worlds and the end of Picard, it's like these people are in quasi-military and doing missions. It's not that they don't have feelings. It's mm -hmm. that there's a job to do. And even Patrick Stewart's comments in that, in that article, it's like – You've got a job to do. It is important to put your uh, emotions, you know, buried and, and do what you need to. Because if you're in the line of fire and, excuse me, I want to talk about my feelings, bam, your head just got shot off. Because yeah. you're, you're worried about your feelings rather so, than being aware of the situation. And that's what drove me nuts about the last couple episodes of Picard, too. And he's just strolling around the house. And while he's under this pressure system, I can't help but think back to my childhood and when I saw my mother hung yeah not in a good male way my mother was well hung <laughs> like a horse anyway so if q stops renee from going on the mission and that alters the timeline then there's no future picard 
What was the story? Why was he trying to do that? That makes no sense now. Why was Q trying to stop her from going into space? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Again, much like the first season, uh, a lot of this doesn't make sense. A lot. Do you do you think they cut out a lot of stuff? Do you think they had like, oh, we got Rewrites time or whatever money? No, I think. You know, again, uh, one night years from now, I hope to be sitting at a convention after hours with Mark Bernard and, yeah. and okay, so what happened? You yeah. know, it's, it, it's 10 years later. What the fuck happened? And I'm saying, I, again, I really like Mark. I was really excited that he was part of the team. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad I talked to him when I still liked those first two episodes of the season. Mm-hmm. And then the craptacular that we uh, got instead after the other eight episodes. It's like, Okay, uh, you know, because I really do. I don't want to lie, but by the same standpoint, um, I'd also don't want to invite somebody on Word Balloon or here and be yeah. like, "Hey, welcome." Okay, let me tell you why your work. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, no. I, and I also, have... he was just what? a consultant. He even said, "Because I said, will any episodes have your name on?" He said, "No." I was much more of a almost quasi consultant mm-hmm. uh, in the room, and that's all he said. So he didn't even like give any particulars. Like, no, I'm the guy who said, uh, "Hey, let's put him back in Starfleet or whatever." Even if I'm, sh- I'm sure he wasn't. Um, okay. I, I the, the 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 way I thought this works, and maybe he would be a great one to tell you the writers' room. I always think that they have these like little index cards, like they just show in the past. Yes. And they have like this character's going to do this, this character's going to do that, yeah. and they're all doing this, and they all converge, and they all come together at the end, and that's how it all works and stuff. And somewhere. Someone forgot to take a post-it note off the wall and go, <laughs> oh, we forgot something here. Because the, the other story that makes no sense and they had no resolution is the, the Borg are just forgiven for yeah, billions, billions of people they've assimilated and worlds they've destroyed and thousands of people they killed during that you know Wolf 5, what was it, 539 or whatever? 359, yeah. 359. Because Agnes shows up at the end and says, we want to be friends with you now. So that's like, okay. I, I, I don't know. Again, everything's I, I fine. We'll see if we'll see if next season has anything to do with the board. I'm betting it won't. They're yeah. all ca- they're all Catholic on that show. The board, the board needed to get in touch with their feelings. Yeah. And they needed to, you know, they needed to work it out. So now they're fine. That's yeah, another, yeah, when, when Agonis uh, says that to the board queen and says, no, you're not looking for perfection. You're uh, just lonely. You, you're just lonely. You're it's lonely. like, what was she's that? She's not lonely. There's, she's got there's billions, billions of voices in her head. I yes. know. And, and again, we've been indoctrinated ever since the board were introduced that, no, that it that's what it is to be a board. God, right. or, uh, when you're lonely, it's Hugh when he's detached from the Borg and he's right. like, don't you get lonely? He's not I part of the collective. No, I didn't yeah. understand loneliness until I was detached from the collective. I, I, again, it's, it's no, and it makes no sense. Jesus, watch the, the goddamn episodes. The please. Borg, the Borg queen, they did an episode in enterprise where they went back in the past and the Borg were up in um, Alaska. What was it up North in the snow? Remember they were trying to send a signal. I don't even remember anymore, but yeah. the Borg exists. Yeah, they exist already in that time, a couple hundred years. Except they're in the what? Which galaxy were they in? The, the Delta Quadrant. The Delta Quadrant. Yeah, yeah. So she could probably hear them somehow. I don't know why she's like, "Oh, you're detached from the collective." I don't. Know. I don't know. It's like, Wait. it's like they never watched Star Trek. They just got well, this yeah, job. or or all they've watched are the movies. Yeah, and it just feels like that they kind of cliff noted their way through Star Trek. And it's like, okay, Mitch Q is trying to help Picard 
come to terms with relationships and allow Picard to embrace them and allow others to share their life with him, i.e. bang that hot Romulan chick. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so Larry said uh, nice he knew that. Yeah, he, knew that he knew that was going to happen. Q knew without well, all his powers. Hey, and, and I don't know if it means that the Q continuum were also watchers and that Wesley and the, and the travelers were part of that. It seems the travelers are part of the watchers that Laris and uh, Gary seven represent. Yeah. Uh, at least that was the, you know, suggestion that Wesley was making. Yeah. Um, uh, but also what happened to Le um, Talon, not Laris, her power to put herself in other people and make them do stuff and everything. Remember at the beginning before, uh, Picard meets uh, Talon. He's walking through the park, and all oh, yeah. the girl goes, "It's this way." Or yeah, they are like that zombie look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mind control. Yes. yes. Um. Yeah, that power went away. Uh, well, apparently, everybody that goes through therapy comes out worse on the other end. That's <laughs> <is> my. That's <laughs> my rationalization. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. They lose family members. They lose Borg continuums, Q continuums, and Borg and and powers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm dying. I'm dying, Daniel. I'm going to hold some of your comments until we start talking about strange new worlds. Uh, okay, uh, two other uh, Picard articles. Mm -hmm. um, what was it? Did you uh, feel any sense? I was going to say, did you feel any sentimentality at all? No, at no. Picard, because no, they were going so for it. They were going were. for it. They were like, "Oh, heartstrings! Look, there's Wesley. Oh, look, he's talking about Q. He's hugging him." They were like, these are all these points that you were supposed to start weeping and go, oh, that's my Star Trek. That's what I, new, That's the shitty part of new. Star it made Trek. me angry. It, it was like you're. It's like the Star Wars movies. You're ruining my old memories of the show by making uh, such. I had more emotion, honestly, about the the new episode of Strange New Worlds, the one episode, yeah. than I did about uh, the entire two seasons of Picard. Honestly, yes. yes. Well, because again. Although they had a little bit of it, and again, we'll get more into it in a second. But uh, Lan Nunian Soon or Laan, uh, the security officer that's temporarily number one, right? Of course, she had to give her trauma uh, story, and I right. know is going to have a trauma story. And that's just hi, how you doing, uh, boy? It's like a, it's like an AA meeting or any sort of ten step program where really they're like in a semicircle, and it's like, yeah, this is what happened to me, and it's like. Um, again, you're in no. this quasi-military thing. Yeah. You've got a job to do. And in Strange New Worlds, despite that moment with Laan, and it was before anything happened, once they beamed down to the planet, it mm. was all business. Hey, we got yeah. something we got to do. Right. And, and that was great. You know what else was great about, and, and again, I, I want to get into Strange New Worlds more, but I didn't even notice until I saw it on another Trek Watch uh, show, um, outside of Spock and Pike, everyone else on the bridge were women. And that's fine. Because they were all competent Starfleet officers capable of doing their damn jobs. Yeah, and I think Michael Burnham paved the way. I was going to say. Yeah, she sure did. Yeah, give me a break. Yeah, and by the way, that was another, like, Spock in the turbo lift. Uh, I miss my sister. She was so important to me. Yeah, it's really important to you, Spock. I know. Yeah. <laughs> what about your brother? Yeah. No mention yeah. of them. Exactly. Again, when will you make Cybok matter? Maybe, maybe yeah. in Strange New Worlds we'll encounter Cybok. And was that the admiral? That was the one you told me they changed race on it, and they were like, "Yeah, Robert April." Yeah, that was him. Okay, I'm watching it going. Oh, is that supposed to be him? Like it didn't yeah. make a difference. But he I, asked. He asked about discovery. 
And he they let him yes. in on it. Well, I didn't mind I didn't mind them referencing Discovery as far as the general story because obviously the uh plot point of hey, this like right. happened anomaly, in well, that battle yeah. was seen by the planet and therefore they reverse engineered matter antimatter technology. Right. So I didn't mind that. But what I did, but like I said, what I do mind is, oh yeah, Michael, I miss my sister. It's like, yeah, shut up. It's bullshit. I'll never talk about her again for 50 years, but whatever. It's fine. And that's that's fine. Again, uh, call it a Discovery Universe. All these problems go away. Um, uh, I I know you're going to get to Picard again, but um, we we were complaining about the four seasons of Discovery and how we don't know anybody's name. I like how they name checked the transporter guy like seven times <laughs> in one episode. So I'm like, okay, okay, I don't know his name because I'm horrible with names, but I'm like, oh, they named him seven times. And Mr. I know Kylie. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Oh, Kyle. Yeah. No, not yes. Kylie. Kyle. Kyle. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's it's the old blonde British officer from the original series, yeah. much like Chaplin Uhura being Enterprise Old Hands in this continuity prior to Kirk being there, um, which is fine. But and and again, I have no problem with Robert April or Kyle being uh, changed into different races. I have a little bit more of a problem with Kyle just because he's on so many episodes of the original Ooh. series, and it's this transporter chief that could be anybody. And and by all means, cast an Asian in that role. That's fine. I don't want to. I don't want to misconstrue that. It's got to be all white guys. A lot of white guys. Um, but yeah, it's like all right, whatever. I mean, like I said, there's like a and actually poor. Uh, the actor that played uh, Mr. Kyle uh, just died in the last couple of years. Oh, uh, so whatever. But um, Wayne says uh, you would think uh, Starfleet would weed out people with trauma because they would become a liability in the field under duress. Yes, Wayne, hundred percent. Which again uh, is my frustration with all the feels and everyone's got to talk about their feelings. It's like you got a job to do, man. I'm sorry, no time for yeah. BS. No time well, the for past was, the past was all changed when you had Borgatti. Here in the present, and then we went back to the other. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> I actually thought that there's a chance that Q is not dead. When they show the ship go to warp at the very end, there was a little flash of light up in the corner. And I was like, oh, maybe that's Q. I think that's them going to warp, but whatever. Oh, no, they went or to maybe warp. Maybe, maybe, maybe Q did explode like that. <laughs> I think maybe he just I had gas. Maybe it was gas. It's a what, about, uh, what about what about um seven of nine's uh story arc? Did she have one? They just kissed and well, made up. yeah, she well, you know, <laughs> Raffi 
stay, you know, whatever. They made her a Borg again. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's funny. Uh, Dad says um, about feelings. I wanted to feel sentimental about Picard and Q or whatever. Felt like a waste. Like I like how I felt watching the death of the Incredible Hulk TV movie. After how much I loved the Bixby Hulk as a kid. Actually, a, I gotta say, I I I did feel sad, and that did hit me because I loved the way Bixby played it. And she's, you know, the woman's like, "Oh, David, I'm so sorry." He's like, "No, I'm free. I'm and, free." And then they played the Lonely Man music, and it's That's like, right. "Oh man, I was I was at my man's house." It's like, "Why are you crying? I'm not yeah. crying. You're crying." Yasmin, TV movie, leave me alone. I'm free. That's how it ended. Yasmin, yeah, well, I'm free. That says what happened to Seven. She came out of the closet with Ravi. No, I don't think she. I don't no, we we s- they said that already that they were yeah. together, and I'm like, oh. I, I do want to hear that audio at some point of Raffi and Seven, the audio adventure they made, because mm-hmm. I'm hoping that'll fill in more detail. But yeah, it was again, it was just ham fisted, um, whatever, and that's fine. Again, I got no problem with the relationship. That's fine. They kiss, great. Oh, wonderful. You forgot Eleanor was alive again. Yeah, Eleanor. Gee, I think you're Swellenor. Uh Yeah, and then and boy, they, boy, either that guy cannot act, but they were yeah. stuck with him for two seasons, or <laughs> they really did him a disservice. Yeah, giving him barely nothing to do. Jesus. They threw him on a ship. Another, I don't know who. Well, ship I didn't mind that. I didn't mind that. And it's whatever. Again, it's like because uh, whatever. It's a surprise. And that was Q. I mean, again, much like the first season of Picard, a lot of the solutions had to do with magic or. Because they, you know, they had that stupid gadget that could fix anything if you think about it, and it's like, what, what, what is that? How does that work? And the same thing with just snap, and and I assume that Q would be the one that would, you know, be able to yeah. put them back in the timeline and everything. But please, just for everybody's um, sake, just for Agnes, Agnes went back in the past. And no, 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 I wasn't going to go there, honestly. <laughs> but uh, let's refer to him as Space Legolas, please. This way, I know sure. who we're talking about. Yeah. But I like that he's Elnor, and it really just like a color agonist. It's like Eleanor. I, I, I <laughs> Gee, I think you're Swellenor. Um, so yeah, Picard. What are we gonna do? Third season coming. We didn't want uh, Patrick Stewart. Another, I guess that same maybe interview in the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, didn't want the next generation on Picard at first. Um, oh, this is in Variety. He was adam- adamantly against the reunion uh, with Picard, saying he had his doubts. Um, he had cited the idea of not wanting to rewind the clock and further going on to say, there's no reason to walk down memory lane. It was something which initially I had my doubts about. It would seem to me that it would be paying too much attention to the fan appreciations of what Next Generation had meant to them. I know how intense the social reconnections can be, but when we talked about it, when I talked to Akiva about it and my fellow producers and the other writers, I could see that it could be done without rewinding the clock. There was no reason for us to walk down memory lane in every scene, not at all. And the brilliant thing was... Uh, that the writers they also saw no reason to have story in down memory lane either. Yep. But. The brilliant thing the writers did in season three is they engaged the class, the cast of the next generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, hold on. I lost and then they gave me some gold latinum, and I was all set. Exactly. Uh, as much as I'm, that's as much as I'm allowed to say. This isn't to say he's uh, isn't fond of the cast. Going on to say within an interview uh, with the Hollywood Reporter, we've bonded together for years and years in different ways and different reasons. I adore them. I love them all deeply. What they brought into my life in 1987 was rich and complex. They are as all as committed as any group of actors I've ever worked with. And yes, we had a lot of fun. We joked. Nevertheless, we were a serious group of actors. I was proud of the work we did. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I guess read the uh, articles in Variety and Hollywood Reporter to get a little more backstory. Um 
Yeah, uh, doubt. I agree with you, doubt. I just wish they'd end Picard at this and let Patrick Stewart go on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, what bothers me is it was two seasons of wasted time uh, yep. because I, I, they should have written better stories. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so yeah, I don't know. And and again, like he's like Dodd says, not to walk down memory lane in every scene when they spend an entire season going down the characters' memories in the entire season. Literally, yeah, they went like, to his past. Yeah, it's but, a different. It's a different yeah. side. In their defense, it was a totally different memory because his family wasn't there and they retconned it all. So yeah, and and yeah, again. It's we've been watching these reruns for 35 years. Nope. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I really think you blew it not having uh, Robert Robert and and some even just one scene of mm-hmm. Jean Luc. You know how you know you know how weird mother gets or listen to father. You don't understand. You're too young. Something, yeah. something, yeah. Nothing, nothing, or at least a reference to him. Maybe he's off uh, in farm school. He's in the 4-H club learning how to how to plow the vineyards or whatever. I don't know. All right, let's move on to Strange New Worlds, a much better subject where, good Lord, Dang. wow. Yay. I like that had a Star Trek thing going on. Who the hell knew? Right? Yeah. Someone can write Star Trek stuff, mostly. I know. I was like, wow, <laughs> where was this for five years? Spock, right? I need you to come back to the Enterprise. I know I look like hell. Um, I'm going to brush my hair and shave before I go up. And that's fine. He was on vacation. Obviously, he's a little burnt out. I like uh, I like him uh, getting down with the other captain. Mm-hmm. In his little yeah. uh, Montana hideaway, he's a little depressed. Yeah, he had the beard going. He was he was mountain man. He was yeah. like dealing with his trauma. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Me too. Found out Me that too. how he's gonna die. He was pretty bummed out. That would piss well, you off, you know. But Mitch, you know, and you're right because that is the um, that's what they say in the show. It's like, uh, no, he didn't die. Yeah, he's and and at least well, they followed up with the line, or at least my life the way it is now. Yes, yeah, right. But that's the thing. But also, like, no, it, he's, he's he, guess yeah. what? Yeah, it sucks that you're in the chair and everything that happens to you in the menagerie. And uh, again, the problem is they make the cage cannon, and it's like you really should learn lean more on the menagerie the way they kind of reworked the cage into Starfleet mm-hmm. Star Trek continuity yeah. because that story was rejected. Right. That's why they made the second pilot. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. NBC's right. like, no, we don't like it. It's too cerebral. And obviously, adjustments were made, even more so fitting the cage into the two-part menagerie. And it's like, so, because I, I haven't watched it yet, but I do want to rewatch Menagerie because I think the accident that happens to Pike that puts him in the chair, A, it's during Kirk's <laughs> run, and I think it's only maybe months before they are at that star base with Commodore Mendez. Right. And they see him yes. in the chair. Yeah. You know, explained, so explain to him that there was a training thing going on and that he ran in there and there's gamma radiation got leaked out and he saved everybody, but he was trapped there. So yeah, it just happened. I mean, it was like, Oh, yeah. you're saying uh, it makes it sound like it was yours. I, I'm never a big fan of, of going back and, and I don't know, doing these, these shows that take place in the past, but, the way you explain it, and, and but we know what happens to Picard. We've seen uh, uh, Pike. Pike. We, we've seen it happen. Everybody on this crew and Pike doesn't necessarily know that that's going to happen. So, no. you know, if if this were brand new and we didn't know anything about Pike or anything, and this is the way they start the story, there would be an element of, oh, I don't know if that's actually going to happen to him or not. You get that, and you're you're built into the story. So I could see where that works for new viewers. But for us, you know, like, we'll see where yeah, it goes. Yeah. But I, I'm willing to go with it, even though I know what happens to him. 
Well, I, again, hey, I based on what we saw in the pilot, and certainly there are more episodes to come, and I'll judge this as as they give it to us. I really liked it, and yeah, fi- maybe in the fi- whatever the final season ends up being, if it's a fifth, se- I mean, they said five year mission mm-hmm. um, or whatever it ends up being. Yeah, if you want, or or whenever they want to transition, even in just one episode, passing the baton to Kirk or whatever, uh, that's fine. I mean, there's mm-hmm. there, again, it's. It's not the destination; it's the journey. And right. also, I like what Spock said to him. And and also, like, all right, well, you know, um, are you, the question is, it, will it make you more reckless, knowing that this probably won't affect you? Die, you know, dying. It's right. a question of how much information and what context he got it in. It seemed like, based on what we saw in Discovery, that it really was just a flash of, oh my God, I'm going to wind up like this at some right. point in my life. Right. I don't know when it's going to happen. But but I I kind of like that you know when when he um, disregarded the prime directive or whatever they call it um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, before the prime directive the temporal prime directive if you will. right yeah. so you know that, that he just threw that to the wind why because he knows what's going to happen he doesn't care about that anymore or or you you know those are the questions that are brought up that I don't mind and I like story wise you know he's mm-hmm. like no we're going to do this now we're going to tell him what's going on I don't care. I kind of like yeah. that bulginess. Yeah. You know? I guess they could, have, they could have a great story eventually down there that he finds out there's a chance that he could rewrite history. Right. And then he goes looking for some lost whatever it is. But you know, there's a lot of potential. Sure. It's not like, well, it's not well, like he's a he's a condemned man, like, oh, that's it. I'm gonna be crazy every week because I know I'm gonna be I know I have 10 years no matter what. Or so they could party. have him change history. He could see the consequence, it's almost like um, it's a wonderful life where I wish I was never born. Okay, this is what it looks like with you not being born right. and all the changes, but you can go back and, and live the life you were supposed to live. So that's another possibility, too, is yeah. they could show Pike 10 years from now, you know, never, never experiencing that accident and how all the bad things that happened and him saying, oh, shit, maybe I should, you know face the the fate that I should have had. And and as much as as much as I like what they're doing to it, I kind of go, oh, they kind of ripped that off a little bit from Babylon 5 because they told Bruce Boxleitner, you're gonna you were dead. We're gonna give you a second chance at life, but you only have 25 years or whatever it was. Yeah. No more, no less. So do as much as you can. And then the last day of his life he goes and Yeah. No, it was excellent. Spoiler. Yeah. I love that chef. No, honestly, no, I know. But that's all I kept thinking about me and only got better as it went along. Yeah. And, you, and then all of a sudden, all the goofy shit makes sense. Same with Team Space Nine, by the way. Yeah. Um, they really lay out a lot in that first season. And I was very unsure if I was going to like it or not. Now go back and watch it. And I would argue that of the of the uh, sequel series, mm-hmm. first season of Deep Space Nine is the best one. Because mm-hmm. you can watch those episodes and the moments with the characters are very consistent on who they were at that moment and informed them. And even the Bajoran uh, religious political uh, politics and everything. Mm-hmm. It's it, and Odo's weirdness of we don't know where he's from and mm-hmm. do we trust Odo or not? You know, he worked with the Cardassians. I mean, it really does work rewatching yeah. season one of Deep Space Nine, I think. Yeah. But uh, back to. Yeah, no kidding. Here's a question for you. By having so many of the old Trek people on the new uh, Pike show, does it kind of take away from character development? Because you know what's going to happen to Uhura. You know what's going to happen to Chapel. You know what happens to Spock. So half the crew, you've already 
you already know what happens to everybody. I, I, I'm of two minds of this because, you know, I, 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 I've explained a lot. I hate when they bring, you know, a character like Uhura and bring her in because we already know what happened to her. But I think I was talking to you about it this weekend, Johnny. They brought her in and I saw an interview with her and it, it kind of made sense. She said that when you see Uhura on the original series, she's a seasoned veteran. So she knows what she's doing. Me, I'm like fresh out of the the academy. Um, you know, I'm gonna fuck up everywhere. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna mess up everywhere. And I'm like, okay, you know what? That kind of that kind of makes sense character wise. And and let's see where where they go with it. And there could be mistakes in her past where you know, or or she learned things from the you know to to apply to the future and stuff like that. You know, at some point they they could show the fan dance um, where you know <laughs> so you know. How she learned the fan. Oh, dance. boys. You know? <laughs> One day I'll need to know this. Yeah. Michelle Nichols, Lucille Ball moment. Hi, everybody. How you doing? I'm going to get sexy now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Okay. And again, they're up in, they're in the desert. They hadn't seen a woman in a while since, other than the hot Romulan ambassador. Uh, very yeah, was Was Spock's wife the one that uh, double, uh, double crosses him? When yeah. the Amok, that was supposed to be her? Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. And also, all right, let's let's talk about that. I got no problem showing an intimate scene with T'Pring and Spock. Fine. They were way too casual with Vulcans, as in my opinion. Yeah. I did like that the waiter kind of told them, hey, you're doing too many, too many public displays of affection. Beat it. I thought yeah. that was really funny. But um also I didn't like T'Pring being so casual with Pike yes. when yes. Pike calls and calls her he calls her or she calls him Chris. Yeah, and, you know, I'm I'm okay with Pike knowing about their relationship, but it's just yeah, Chris, whatever. No, and he's like, "Oh, are you naked? We were about to." I'm like, yeah. "Really? That's that's not how a Vulcan yeah. acts." Yeah, yeah. Paint me a picture, I, you know, Spock. Thanks. Yeah, you know, I I I like the more. I always refer to it as country club demeanor of, of yeah. old of original series and movie Sarek t- compared to Discovery Sarek, where it's like, no, that's how they talk. Every, mm-hmm. in fact, I I'll even confess I rewatched the lower decks episode where you see all the other ships in their lower decks, and it's the Vulcan exchanges that I love the most, because the captain and the other officers are crapping on that that uh, officer that ends up saving the day, and they're doing mm-hmm. it in such Vulcan. It seems polite, but absolutely, there's an insult buried in there. And it's like, no, that's how, uh, at least that's how I'm used to Vulcans talking rather than, hi, Christopher, you know, in the mm-hmm. callback, uh, the JJ movie of 2009 with uh, Nero and the Romulans calling Pike, hi, Christopher, how you doing? I'm Nero. I'm about to screw up your hey, life. Hey, did the Sam Kirk thing piss you off? I, I, I'll i wait and see. The same thing, just like Chapel, Uhura, and mm-hmm. uh, La'an, Nuni, and Singh, I will give them the opportunity to explain why it's necessary for Sam Kirk to be there. The fact that we only see him once and it's when he's dead in Operation Annihilate, the yeah. flying pancake uh, alien episode. Right, right. People remember. I always said that instead of flying pancakes, to me it looked like rubber vomit aliens. I, yeah, yeah, like fake doggy vomit. Yeah, yeah, exactly, you know. But uh yeah, that I mean it's it's okay. And and it was like when like oh Lieutenant Kirk something, oh man. Yep. Really? I I, I like the bait and switch. At least yeah. they're trying. Yes. They're trying, yeah. Yes. So um, yeah, but again, man, I love Nurse Chapel. Uh, I didn't well, think I would, and I did. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, I like her spunkiness. Yep. I like all that. My only small nitpick would be, I don't know how this version of Chapel 
is then in the original series pining for Mr. Spock. Right. Uh, And also, so does she never see or be aware of T'Pring, despite Mm. the fact that we're introducing... Maybe she doesn't care. (laughs) No, I mean, again, you know, she knew something was upsetting Spock, and that's why she made the plomique soup in the original series, and he throws Mm -hmm. the ball and everything. Leave me alone! And it's like, uh, you know, whatever. Again, it's a little little inconsistent. Tiny nitpick. And another tiny nitpick that I didn't notice, but I loved it uh, that Rob uh, noticed. He's like, why were the helmsman and the navigator wearing red shirts and not gold shirts? Right. And I laughed when I heard him say that. And I'm like, come on. But I get it because, yeah, those are command level positions Mm -hmm. and red is for support. Although uh, in Arena, the Gorn episode that I rewatched, there is a moment where – or no, it was Court Marshall. Uh, with Ben Finney, my my friend Ben Finney, who died. Yes, but you jettisoned his pod uh, when it was still yellow alert. Mm-hmm. Um, Uhura is at the navigational, in the yellow off, um, you know, chair, and she's yeah. a red shirt. So I don't have a problem, with, you know. And also, we have command level people like Uhura and Spock that are not in gold shirts. So I, I, I thought that was a nitpick, and I'm like, I got no problem with that. It's fine. It's no. fine. So, Sorry. Um, Sorry. What else? Yeah, again, I I like La'an Noonien Singh right now. I don't know why she needs to be a condescendant. Mm -hmm. Uh, But back to what I was saying about the Gorn, yeah, I mean, again, they were this mystery alien race to the original series, and uh, they're all talking about the Gorn. Yeah. It's like, well, that doesn't, again, that doesn't connect, but whatever. Minor minor little thing. Mm Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Do you know what the rationale was why they gave the same exact intro that Kirk did? Like they didn't even change a word of it. Oh, I don't mind that. that. I don't no mind. That. I mean, good lord, yeah. you know, uh, Patrick Stewart. And again, that was another thing. Rob's yeah. like, "Come on," and I'm like, "No, it's fine." Although they really they overdid it when he was giving the speech yeah. at the end of the episode. It's like, yeah, we know it's fine. You know, we just more, you just told us that. Inspirational. Well, that that, that, that doesn't bother me because I I write that off as you know they're they're looking for the newer viewer, so mm-hmm. that stuff doesn't bother me as much. We're gonna we're gonna see it every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Lenny says uh, they're laying the roots to bring viewing the Federation as leading to the end of her relationship with Spock. Sure. Okay. Um, oh, here Daniel says recently I watched an episode of Voyager where Janeway was talking about the Kirk uh, era. I assume he's saying being more like the Wild West, so it makes sense for Pike to play more fast and loose with the rules. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I didn't mind. Uh, someone had asked and said uh, the fact that uh, yeah, here Wayne says it made sense for Pike to break General Rule One because Starfleet was responsible for corrupting the planet when Discovery was sent to the future. Absolutely, right. absolutely. Yeah. No, and again, uh, thank God we have at least one male that is uh, not uh, subservient to the women that are uh, still strong women, despite also having a strong man next to him. That's why I liked Lorca. That's why I like Pike in season two of Discovery. It's like, please don't be ashamed of a, a male character that it has some gravitas to him and a level of respect and, a, and capability. And it really was pissing me off where it's like, can you at least have one guy? Well, now we got one guy. And we get, and, and obviously Spock as well. But it, yeah, that just bothered me. I didn't like that they had to, even with the explanation, that Chapel had to inject them with something to make them look alien. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because we've had decades of cosmetic surgery doing it. Um, 
I, I think you could still could have injected whatever uh, genome you needed in Spock's DNA and the rest of them to make them appear to be that alien race. I also like how the alien in the elevator that was sizing up Pike kind of looked like Angelina Jolie with a big nose. Really big nose. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, again, it's like, okay, fine. It gives you a chance to kind of show the ears get pointy at one moment. Whatever. Good Lord. But yeah, exactly. Michael's like, yeah, one guy. Yay. Exactly. It's like, fine. Thank God we have one. That's fine. And he's great. He He's great. But they're great. the women are great, too. I mean, I look forward to seeing more of um, Rebecca Romaine as uh, number one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, what Lily gave her to do. She was yeah. great. I was, I was really surprised by, I was going to say all the female characters, but everybody in the show. Um, I really kind of like was attuned to them and liked them more than I thought I was going to. Um, maybe, maybe these, you know, years of discovery and Picard kind of like had me going in here. Let's see what the hell they got going on now. But uh, I kind of, it, it made sense. They were all strong characters and they all had their little piece of story being fed into this, which I'm okay with. Let's go forward and see what happens. Yeah. And they're capable. They're all capable. I mean, right. that's mm -hmm. the thing is they were all really good at their job. Uh, the new navigator was great. Everybody was great. Uh, even uh, uh, even Lieutenant Kyle had his little moment. Yep. Um, I've I've learned things about subsequent episodes that I don't I won't go into. People might have already read the same articles that I did that do have me rolling my eyes. Where it's going to be like okay, and identity politics and all this other BS is going to be in there. I didn't mind, and it did. Uh, Mitch, you and I were talking about it today. They used uh, some of the January 9th uh, yeah. video. January sixth. That no, it was the ninth. Um, I think it was the night, but anyway, it was, it was the six. Whatever. I think I, re right. I remember when they tried well, to take over. Right. You probably, the you're, probably you're probably right. I'm not going to, that, that's like a Fraco argument with me ready to happen. And it's like, no, you're right. Uh, you're probably right. But anyway, yeah, I don't mind them using that to lead up to world war three. Uh, I do understand because Mitch, Mitch and I were talking about it. Mitch is like, well, there's nobody that agrees with, you know, the insurrection that might be a star Trek fan. And I'm like, no, that's, I really think that's short-sighted in terms of I do think there are both reasonable and unreasonable people on the other side of the political spectrum that still like Star Trek and might be like, hey, quit rubbing it in our faces. That was my problem with Stacey Abrams being um, cast as the president of the Federation. As I've said before, I love Stacey Abrams. I think she's great as a real person. But I do think you're kind of thumbing your nose at uh, potentially half of your audience that are conservatives and are Star Trek fans who don't like Stacey Abrams. And are just coming to escape, you know, the real world. And all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, here you go. You know, it's like I, I, I couldn't imagine how the last couple of years of Star Trek have been so PC that you're going to get a starch conservative that would still enjoy this show. I can't imagine that. Well, That's again, amazing. and and we'll see. We'll see where. Well, I think. I don't know. I mean, I mean, they would have, they would have pissed off a lot know. of people by now. But then again. You can't really be a Star Trek conservative. Star Trek throughout its history, even in the '60s, I, was always open-minded and, but, and but liberal. Nobody is, nobody is purely one, one or the other. There, I mean, Arnold well, Schwarzenegger is a social mm -hmm. liberal, but a fiscal conservative. And I do think right. that there are enough reasonable people that identify as Republicans who may not hold office, but just might be, hey. I got no problem with gay people. I have, I have no problem with people of color. I have no problem with equality, um, but I don't like uh, overreaching. 
and mm -hmm. and they might think it's overreaching. But what? And again, this is supposed to be an escape. And again, the other problem with New Trek is uh, the fact that uh, here everyone's saying that it was January sixth. Thank you, boys. I appreciate it. Yes, way to go, Mitch. Well done. Uh, but no, honestly, um, I uh, oh, and Doubt keeps asking if uh, the president of the alien planet was the same actress to play uh, the uh, president of the Federation. I don't believe so. I, I could be wrong. I, again, feel free, guys, to look it up and look look up Castles and see. But I don't believe so. Um, regardless, my point is, New Trek is just. Rather than being inclusive and all the, it will not only on the show, but if you go to the Star Trek website, it really is all identity politics. And isn't it great that we're celebrating all these people? It's like Star Trek always did that. Yeah. I miss those best of Trek paperbacks and magazines that used to come out that had these thoughtful essays about, well, what does, you know, the Kirk or the Spock McCoy relationship means this. So, and they'd have an essay about it, or even Spock's parentage yeah. of, what must have happened for Sarek, a Vulcan, a very traditional Vulcan, to fall in love with Amanda? That's mm -hmm. interesting. What's not interesting is just, yay, we got, you know, we got all of the races covered and we got all the sexuality covered. And it's like, absolutely, that's great. But that's step one. What else do they do? Tell us more about these characters beyond their sexual or racial identities. And right now it's just we're here and it's like, excellent. So what, what do you got to contribute? I don't know. I don't know. They haven't really given us anything to do. Yeah, that's right. And again, that's they they are short shrifting these people of color and uh, and other sexualities just to say, well, they're there. And it's like, yeah, sure, they are. Mm -hmm. I, I certainly hope 400 years from now or whatever it is that human beings are much more comfortable with the idea of the gay lifestyle, the non-binary lifestyle, the trans lifestyle. It's almost like impressing the uh, white black marriage and having that on screen and still thinking like it's the 1800s <laughs> or the 1700s or even the early uh, 1900s. And it's like, no, we're past that. It's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay. And you would hope that in 400 years, you know, Hey, they're, they're, you know, it's a non-binary person and a trans person. Okay. That's great. Yeah. And it's great that they're there and it's great that they're represented. What else do they do? Not much apparently. So at least not yet. And again, this will be the third season of Discovery where you're going to have Adira. And I'm assuming unless she's not back or pardon me, they're not back. Uh, Adira's uh, partner. Um, yeah. Right. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. Blue, whatever. Or right. yeah, is, he, is the character's name great? Yeah. Okay. Cause I know the actor's name is blue or maybe again, maybe that's Adira that's named blue. I'm, I apologize everybody. I don't know. Um, ooh, doubt. Good question. Do you think that uh, there was more so an Alex Kirsten Coral or a Paramount call to kind of make the Trek shows more inclusive to everyone? Uh, maybe, or they're again, they're thumbing their nose at what was half of their audience and they see the numbers. And mm -hmm. again, I think Strange New World is a step in the right direction of we don't like the Trek you're giving us. Right. We want it the way that it was. Give the give the any, and it's even happening to a degree in Discovery in season four. Give these other crew members something valuable to do mm -hmm. must michael burnham be the solution to everything and the fact that they've got pike as a captain certainly does play well we don't want the white guy to solve everything god forbid uh let's have more roles for the other uh people on, on the ship no that's great and i love mabenga i thought he was terrific mm -hmm. uh, again mm -hmm. i mean really 
Um, I thought it was a solid. If I gave a letter grade, I'd give it a solid B. Hmm. And and compared yeah, to other say minus. Yeah, I I really liked it. Yeah, yeah, I the did best too. single episode of New Track they've made. Mm-hmm. In a while, long time, yeah. Yeah, why? Well, I, I think even going back to, I mean, literally, I, I think nothing that JJ did in the movies or new Star Trek TV has matched what they did in Strange New Worlds. I like that first JJ movie a lot. I really That's did. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I mean, again, we got a, we got, we got ten, nine more episodes of Strange. Yay. New Worlds. Yeah. So that'll be cool. I'm excited um, about new Trek episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, I was telling uh, Mitch uh, earlier, Franco, this morning I was watching a um, a West Wing rerun just to have his wallpaper as I was prepping a couple new podcast episodes for Word Balloon. And there's an episode uh, from the fourth season where the the pl- the sub one of the little minor storylines is um, that uh, there's somebody that works in the White House that comes to work with a Star Trek pen. And uh, Josh Lyman, the assistant chief of staff, Bradley Whitford's character, is like, hey, Donna, tell that woman she can't wear her Star Trek pen to work. It's not unprofessional. And the woman is really offended. And it's awesome. And even it's like, you know, uh, Star Trek represents civic-minded people doing good things to help the greater good. You don't get Star Trek and everything. And I actually uh, printed out the dialogue and it is so great because it's at the same time classic Aaron Sorkin, and I love what he has to say about Star Trek fandom. So this woman is named Jan- uh, Janice, and Josh is the man that she's talking that she's talking to, and she goes, "I'm not obsessed, you know." And he goes, "I'm sorry, I'm not obsessed. I'm just a fan, and I care." What's your name again, Janice? Hey, I'm a fan too. I'm a sports fan. I'm a music fan, and I'm a Star Trek fan. All of them. But here's what I don't do. Tell me if this sounds familiar. <laughs> Let's list our favorite 10 episodes. Let's, do, let's list our least favorite episodes. Let's list our favorite galaxies. Let's make a chart to see how often our favorite galaxies appear in our favorite episodes. What Romulan would you like to see coupled with a Cardassian and why? Let's spend a weekend talking about Romulans falling in love with Cardassians. And then let's do it again. That's not being a fan. That's having a fetish. And I don't have a problem with that, except you can't bring your hobbies, hobbies to work. Okay? And Janice goes, got it. And then he says, except on Star Trek holidays. And she, and again, this is 20 years ago. She's like, there's no such thing as a Star Trek holiday. And he goes, well, work hard around here. We'll make one. And he walks off and she smiles. And of course, in the real world, we now have first contact day and mm-hmm. in, in uh, April and we have Star Trek day in September. But they're so, not nationally recognized holidays. It's on. not like May the 4th be with you. It's not but Star I, Wars. Thing. Well, they're trying. They're trying. It's newer yeah. than May the 4th be, be with you, but they're trying. And mm. I guarantee you, Paramount Plus will celebrate those days. Right. I mean, they did it with the announcement of uh, of season three of Picard, that everyone's back. And mm-hmm. uh, again, Star Trek Day is kind of like their mini con of mm-hmm. hey, we're gonna you know we're gonna give you news about all the shows and everything. So I got no problem with that. Um, but yeah, I did, I just love that. Ex- it's such an Aaron Sorkin exchange. And I and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, oh no, Star Trek. Star Trek is my fetish. I'm like. <sighs> <laughs> Can you repeat that, but in a lower voice and a little more breathy, and just be slower, <laughs> so I can pull down my pants while you're telling me this stuff. Oh boy, easy now. It's time yeah. to go. Romulans and Cardassians <laughs> intermingling. So yeah, who would we want to see? Uh, it's a fake. That's a moment between a uh, Romulan and a Cardassian in bed, and then Romulan walks up. It's a fake. 
Okay. All right. No comments. <laughs> I thought that was I can't wait to share it. And <laughs> nothing. All right. All right. I tried. I don't know if the peanut gallery liked it, but I that just killed me. He's like, he's not wrong. And obviously, they had echoes of uh, the whitewater juror that would show up. In yeah, 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 that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. So, oh, funny. Doc goes, uh, I give my left arm. I'll say left nut to have Sarkin writing any of the new Star Trek instead of what we got currently. Yeah, man. No, I agree. It'll be a lot more clever. Yeah. But I did love that. I thought that, <laughs> I thought that was funny. Hey, Aaron Sorkin said I got a fetish. <laughs> well, so do you, Meanie. <laughs> Anything else? Um, I mean, again, we'll see. We'll see in uh, three days when uh, when they give us the next episode. I I liked it. I got nothing else to complain about, <laughs> or even good stuff. Moon Knight sucked, but that's another story. Yeah, that's I gotta I gotta catch up on that. Yeah, gotta watch. No Doctor spoilers there. Yeah, gotta watch the Moon Knight. Gotta watch Doctor Strange. It didn't suck as bad as Picard, so there you go. All right. Yeah, even Chucky. I was hanging with him yesterday, and he was like, uh, "We were watching Marvel movies on FX, and they were showing uh, trailers and behind the scenes stuff of the Doctor Strange movie." He's like, "See in the trailer, this happened." I'm like, "You jerk!" <laughs> I'm like, "I don't want to know. I want to be surprised." Uh, Doubt wants to know if we've saw, watched The Man Who Fell to Earth yet. I have not. Is that oh. also that's also a Kurtzman show, isn't it? Yeah, but I have not watched it yet. No. Yeah, I mean, again, I think unfortunately both Kurtzman and and uh, Gold, Goldman have kind of distingu- distinguished themselves with bad reboots. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so JD like Moon. Oh, okay. Whatever. It's cool. I was okay with it, but yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, again, um, and the interesting thing is Terry Metalis, the showrunner of Picard, will have much more control over season four than he did on season three uh, because Gold- Goldman still was a big influence on season two of Picard. Uh, but yeah, Goldsman, Golds- Goldman has now moved on to Strange New Worlds. And as much as I like this, um, this uh, first episode, mm-hmm. uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's funny. Uh, Doubt says there was literally an episode, or there was a Disney video where Benedict Wong is literally dressed up like comic book artist Buzz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wayne wants to know anybody going to MegaCon. I am not. How about you, boys? No. no. I no. did learn that as much as I was bummed to miss Mission Chicago, the Star Trek uh, convention, uh, a good number of Star Trek uh, celebrities will be at Fan Expo Chicago in July after the 4th. So I look forward to hopefully running into uh, some of my favorite Star Trek people. And they're all classic. They're all classic uh, castmates. Yeah, I'm going to be at uh, Awesome Con in about a month or less than a month now. And there's, uh, I think the Doctor and uh, Stamets are going to be uh, at Awesome Con. Not that I'll get to see them or meet them, but they're there. Uh, Doubt is going to be at MegaCon. He's going to be working a booth. Uh, B-Thing says... Uh, and and I do know this year correctly, even though he says I got into Star Trek when I was twelve back in two thousand eight. Oh no, actually I take that back. He's just saying Star Trek in general. So maybe he watched the old stuff before the JJ movie in two thousand nine. Last Thursday was the first time I ever saw a new piece of Star Trek that made me feel like I was watching new Star Trek that was Star Trek. I agree, buddy. Yep. Uh, oh man, doubt poor doubt is going to be in uh, 
New York uh, before the Perez Memorial at MegaCon. Yeah, sad, really sad this weekend that we lost George Perez. Um, you know. Oh, uh, look for a word balloon either as part of Bill Cox's online convention, May 21st and 22nd, or a standalone word balloon with uh, Gordon Purcell, who is one of the best uh, Star, oh, wow. Star Wars comic yeah. book artists over Star the years. And, yeah. Well, he did both. He's done both. Um, oh. Yeah. And, didn't, uh, no, didn't, um, didn't George Perez do the, f- the cover of the first issue of uh, Star Trek for DC way back when? He might oh, have. Yeah. He might have. I don't know. I think he might I have. Was, yeah. I thought it was David Cockrum. I mean, a lot of their A-list people, both artists and writers, did do arcs. I know um, Adam Hughes did a with um, uh, Chris Claremont mm. did a fantastic graphic novel that takes it takes place both during the original series years, but the wraparound narrative is literally right after Star Trek Four, and it's Jillian, uh, uh, the oceanographer, and Kirk mm-hmm. hanging out on a yacht and talking about old times and stuff, and she's getting to know Kirk and stuff like that. And then uh, someone else shows up, and it, it makes him think of an original series uh, era mission. And it was very good, and it was beautifully drawn. And, and Claremont, Claremont is clearly a Star Trek fan, mm-hmm. so I like that. I like that John Byrne is an ex- exceptional comic mm-hmm. book writer that is a Star Trek fan. And he, man, I love those uh, photo comics that the Fumetti that he made, taking old images of original series stories and making new stories out of them. He had a great sequel to the pilot where Gary Mitchell survives after the, the rock drops on him and buries him in that grave and everything. Um, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. And it was funny. I was watching another show and they had a reference to a ship that was the Mitchell. Yeah. That was discovery. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's what they claimed, but I'm like, well, why couldn't it have been Gary Mitchell? I don't know. I guess I, I, thought, I thought it was, but maybe was that like, was prior. Actually, I guess that was prior to uh, Gary Mitchell. So, what about Dead of Honor, Wayne? Oh, that's the name of the uh, graphic novel mm-hmm. that uh, that uh, Claremont and uh, Hughes did. Yeah, they reissued that about a year or two ago, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, those are great, and I'm, 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 and and truly, as as Dow just said, I wish IDW had John Byrne do more Trek stuff. Um, I think the guy that was the Byrne connection is no longer at IDW, unfortunately. Chris Royale. Yeah. 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 No, he's not there anymore. And uh, yeah, so I don't know. Again, I, I can't get into John Byrne's head, uh, and nor would I want to. Um, do they even still have? Do they have the license for Trek? Oh yeah. Oh no, yeah. they still make. No, they still stuff. do. Yeah, they oh, do yeah. those books. You know, um, mirror, maybe mirror they already one. released it. I don't know. Everybody that's uh, watching, if they have um, uh, stuck with the IDW comics, but they had announced that they were going to do a bunch of Discovery one shots that we're going to feature other side characters, including uh, Book's cat. And I rolled my eyes at that. It's like, are right, you trying too hard? There's a waste of $4. I don't want to read a comic book about Book's cat. I'm sorry. Uh, but it's funny. After it was announced, I wonder if they went through with it or not. I don't know. And if they have, you know, I'll check on Amazon later. But I'm like, you know, okay. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Um, you you would know this, John. Did they ever release all the uh, Deep Space Nines and Voyagers in high def? Did they redo them like they did Trek? No. Remember no. when they redid all the effects and they cleaned it all up for yeah. next gen? Yeah, and it costs a lot of money. Yeah, and everyone is hoping that eventually they will with both series. Uh, um, what you call Enterprise was shot in HD. Yeah. Um, and man, I'll tell you, I uh, and I know I've, I think I might have mentioned this before. 
I bought myself to give myself a birthday present at the end of the year, uh, the Oculus VR stuff. Yeah. And well, not yeah, beyond right. beyond the games and the other things you can do, you can watch Amazon Prime mm -hmm. in a virtual theater on a big screen that looks like a movie big screen. It's insane. Wow, crazy. I've yeah. watched episodes of Enterprise that way. And yeah. it is very, very impressive. Mm -hmm. very. Oh, really? So uh, Doubt says, yes, IDW did do uh, those books. And, uh, yeah, he's asking if we read the Discovery comics. I am not. I don't I, no. I don't like the cast enough. But he says, uh, yes, they did. And he's buying it. And he said books, Cat Issue was the first episode. Okay. <laughs> I'm bummed. I really uh, – Sarah – Sarah Jarvis, I think, was her name, was the uh, IDW editor that I first connected with years ago. She she clearly got it. I mean, having a great conversation with her, it's like, no, she's she's a serious uh, Star Trek fan. And Mike Johnson, who's written a lot of the Star Trek comics, uh, both from the Kelvin universe and original series and other things, he came from JJ's office and he clearly knows how to write good good Star Trek comic books. And the the uh, the brothers, um, shit, Tipton. The Tipton brothers, Scott Tipton, and I forget Elvis Tipton. I'm going to say it's not Elvis. Uh, they are they are good writers of Star Trek. So, and our buddy, our good buddy J.K. Woodward is a great Star Trek art artist. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Wayne says, John, I love Grunge. He's the best actor on Discovery. I have no idea who Grunge is. I don't know, but okay, Wayne. Okay, Wayne. Uh, yeah. Anything else? Plus, we can wrap up if you want. No, I got. Um, no, I'm. Uh, I'm hopefully optimistic for three days from now. Yeah, we'll yeah. See. Again, you know, and I'm also curious if they are going to release all ten episodes, or if they're going to split the season the way they did with um, Prodigy, and just give us five, rotate to something else because they know they got a good thing and they want to make mm -hmm. people wait. I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Um, so yeah, if somebody in the peanut gallery already knows, I don't know. Um, Oh, uh, very good, J.D. He says, uh, I'm going to screw up his name, uh, Ricardo Villagran from Argentina, Ink Tom Sutton's pencils in D.C. Star Trek. Sutton. That's awesome. Uh, Michael Jan Friedman wrote uh, a great Star Trek plot. Obviously, mm -hmm. Peter David wrote many great Star Trek plots in books and mm -hmm. comics. Uh, no, that, honestly, I, I think, and even Marvel, when Marvel had the license. You know, did you guys ever read uh, when Marvel had the license, they had a Pike book? And I it actually ended in mid-story because uh, either it was too close and, and uh, Paramount didn't renew the license with Marvel, but they canceled the book like in mid-story. It was only like 17 issues. Uh, but it was, well. it was a Pike Enterprise era book with Spock and number one and everybody. So, Interesting. There you go. All right. I promised to uh, shave my Pike beard because just like Pike, I'll get back into line and yeah, active duty. Duty. He said duty. Uh, and I hope you see more of Robert April. I'm a big fan, uh, and we'll see. We'll see what we'll see what's in store for us uh, in the uh, next episode of uh, Star Trek: uh, Deep Space or Deep Space: Strange New Worlds. Strange New Worlds. Strange New Worlds. SNW. I like I call it. it the Pike Show. Uh, but thanks a lot for watching. Those were great, and I appreciate it. Uh, everybody uh, with chiming in with great comments and sticking around and hearing us blather for this hour plus live long and prosper and uh hope uh, to bring is waiting for you in your hot bed and you can have hot spock sex good night ladies and gentlemen
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.